Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Picks and Parlays on this lovely Monday, January 6th, 2020. Today, you may not know it, it is Epiphany. It is what's known as the Three Wise Men Day. But don't worry, folks, here at Picks and Parlays, we have our very own Three Wise Men for you today. We're going to bring up Craig Trapp, Sean Higgy Pop Higgs, and Tony Comandante El Tigre Tellez. We're going to talk some NFL opening lines. We're going to talk the National Championship opening lines as well. And the Lending Tree Bowl. I believe that's the Alabama Bowl or the Lending. Who knows? Anyway, college basketball. NBA Monday also with our good friend Tony Tellers. We're going to talk Thunder at Sixers, Bucks at Spurs, Bulls at Mavs, Pacers at Hornets, and Jazz. Uh, Somewhere. (laughs) We'll figure it out. All right. Find us on the web. We are at picksandparlays.net. We're also streaming live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. We'd love to hear from you during the show. All you have to do is fill out that comment box and we will find you. And we will do our very best to bring your comment into the show. Look, we're going to give out lots of free picks on this show, so stay tuned. But don't worry, we have more picks than just that. All of our expert handicappers, and we have 35 of them, you can get their expert analysis on the site right now, picksandparlays.net. Don't be bashful. Go get those expert picks and make your sports betting dream a reality. It's just that simple. All right, so we've got some big games today. By the way, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at McGeber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. That's my Twitter handle. Love to hear from you. And if you want to participate in the show, you can find us at hashtag Parlay Radio or just search Picks and Parlays, and we will find you and put your comment up on the screen never fear hope you've had a great holiday season it is now over back to the grind nose to the brimstone grindstone brimstone grindstone Ah, same thing back to the work week and of course we've got all these wonderful games nfl wildcard are over those games are done we're going to tell you what all the opening lines are when we come back on picks and parlays with craig el guapo trap Stay with us. Welcome back, Picks and Parlays. I'm your host, Nick Eber. Great to be with you. Twitter me, at Nick Eber. Love to hear from you. By the way, we are live with you on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network each and every weekday from 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific, Monday through Friday. That would be each and every workday, I suppose. If you miss any of the show, you can find the podcast live at the Believe Podcast Network and replays of the show on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. But never mind that. Let's get right to it. I promised you three wise men. Let me bring you the first one. This, Craig El Huapo Trap, our fearless leader. Craig, great to be with you. NFL opening lines are set. The wildcard games are behind us. And I might add a couple of upsets, right, Craig? Yeah, not only a couple upsets. If you're a sports better, three of the four underdogs won. And uh, depending on where you got it at, you either pushed or you won on the uh, Houston Texans if you took them at minus two and a half. But all four unders cashed too. So unders and underdogs did really well opening week. Maybe that means this week you play the favorites and the overs. We'll talk about that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's start, shall we, with the Saturday games. 
uh, Vikings at 49ers. Now, this opened with San Francisco as six-and-a-half-point favorites. Of course, the Vikings uh, coming off that uh, victory in the wildcard game. Total 45-and-a-half. Uh, what do you expect that to happen with that, Craig? Is that going to move? Well, I mean, I see some sevens out there as well. So there were some opening lines, I think, at seven. But I think the more consensus line is the 49ers at six and a half. Pretty interesting since Minnesota, of course, had a nice overtime win against a very, very good Saints team. Now they have to play with one day less rest against a rested 49ers bunch. So I think this this line is right about where it should be, either six and a half or seven. Obviously, if you like the underdog, um, you want to wait and try to get that seven. If you like the favorite, you want to jump on it now at the six and a half. And, uh, you know, we'll see if San Francisco can get first uh, playoff win uh, since, uh, of course, Jim Harbaugh left uh, to go to Michigan. You know, interestingly enough, Craig, I mean, we talk about this game, uh, but, you know, there has to be a lot of momentum now, emotional momentum with the Vikings. They're gonna, it's either going to go one or two ways. Uh, they're either going to be riding a high into this game and believe they can beat anybody, or they're going to be, uh, they're going to sort of have achieved their emotional crescendo and to come into this game and meet the brick wall of reality. I think one of these two things is going to happen, Craig. Well, Kirk Cousins, you know, the, the the knock on him is he could win the big game. He hasn't been able to win on Monday night. All those chances, all that is knocks. Well, he had a really good game against a, one of the toughest places to win, yeah. of course, in, in the Superdome in New Orleans. So I think, uh, my, I think Minnesota will be ready to play. Uh, I don't think the short week will matter. I just think this Minnesota team is is playing really well. Their ability to run the ball is really what is going to set that. When Delvin Cook runs the ball, this Minnesota team is a different team. I think they'll be able to run the ball against the 49ers. I think this is going to be a much closer than the line suggests. I do too. All right, next up, let's go. Uh, the Titans. Well done, boys. You beat the Patriots now. Now it's over, though, because <laughs> at the Ravens, uh, nine and a half point favorites for Baltimore with a total of 48. Uh, look, I thought the Titans played fantastic, but in some respects, uh, we can talk about the Patriots another time, I guess. But uh, this seems a hair low to me. Uh, maybe I'm not giving the Titans the respect that they need. Uh, what do you think, Trap? Yeah. Well, um, Baltimore, actually, I see some lines out there at 10, so I think you're ah, right on. I okay. think yeah. um, the, the, the betters have talked, and this line now is at 10. Uh, both the AFC lines are at 10. They moved from 9.5 to 10 already. I think Baltimore, with a week off, with that great running game at home, I think it's going to be a tall task for a Tennessee defense. But this Tennessee te defense is very good, and they can run the ball as well. Uh, Henry was really good against a very good Patriots team. So I think it's all going to be who can run the ball and control that clock, and both teams, that's really their goals. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, it's good stuff. I mean, these wildcard games were very – and by the way, allow me to add – some very exciting games as well. Okay, maybe the Seahawks game wasn't exactly a seat-over-your-pants game. Uh, but three of the four, I thought, were, were really cracking yep. games. Loads of entertainment and, and kind of kept you, kept you wondering, right, to almost till the last second of the game. Or, uh, you know, in uh, some cases, uh, what was it? Uh, delay of game penalties uh, two times over <laughs> to knock 15 seconds off the clock. Great stuff. Love it. Well done, Titans. Uh, but game over, I'm afraid. All right. Uh, Texans at Chiefs. Uh, Texans with that, uh, boy, was that some of the worst play calling you've ever seen in the NFL or with the Buffalo Bills, Craig? Well, I mean, the Bills, their, their knock on them all year was Allen could, he would make some unbelievable plays, but there was a lot of in-between there where they had to survive with their running uh, with their running game and that great defense. Um, it kind of caught up to them. Texans, though, really, I mean, 
pulled that one out by the seat of their pants. It was a thrilling win, but a big task here. And like we said, this Chiefs line opened at 9.5. Now it's at 10 for yeah. good reason. Kansas City yeah. in a rest of spot. Arrowhead, one of the tougher places to play with a total of 49 here. I think it's a big task for Houston to win here. Cover maybe is, a, is obviously much a bigger chance when you're getting double digits. Hey, Craig, you know, I have to ask you, I mean, are the Chiefs really the kind of dark horse potentially to take the whole thing? I mean, because they've, they're not as sexy as the Ravens. They're not getting it done with as much fanfare, but there's something awfully efficient about this team. Well, last year, the, the, their offense for Kansas City got all the praise. Now, this year, it's about Baltimore and Lamar Jackson. But guess yeah. what? The Chiefs' defense is much, much improved this year. They really were good down the stretch. Now, granted, they played some of maybe weaker competition. So that's you have to you know look at who they played. But still, I like the improved defense. I do think it gets them through this week as far as straight up. I don't know about the spread. We'll talk about this one probably later in the week on our rapid-fire picks. But... I think if I was on this one, I would be playing the under 49 here. I just think this Kansas City defense has improved. I think the uh, the Texans defense, they know they can't get into a shootout here. If they get into a shootout, they're going to lose on the road here. All right. Uh, okay, let's move on. Next one, we've got uh, Seattle Seahawks at the Green Bay Packers. Green Bay, four-point favorites. It's not an awful lot. I have to say, I quite like the Seahawks. I think this team uh, maybe is better than they get credit for. Where do you see this line going, Craig? And I see a total of 46. I mean, Seahawks coming off that kind of low-scoring wild-card game. How do you see this one? Yeah. Well, with this one being the last game, of course, on Sunday night, you, you haven't seen a whole lot of line movement yet. This line just came out before we air uh, went on air here. But I do think this line will move a little bit. But, you know, to me, it's not going to get to any of the key numbers. It's not going to get to six or seven. It's probably not going to get to uh, down to three. So I don't think it really matters. It, it, you know, you don't no hurry if you like one side or yeah. the other in this one. Seattle's run game was better than I thought. I thought Marshawn Lynch played really well, uh, only his second game back, of course. And, uh, you know, with so many injuries, I thought Seattle might struggle. I did like him on the road, but I was a little nervous because of, uh, uh, you know, going with a running back that hasn't had a lot of carries this year, but it hasn't mattered. His experience, Marshawn Lynch, was fine. I think Seattle will play really close here, but winning the weather here I think could be a big factor. We know how cold it can be at Lambeau Field this time of year, so I would wait till closer later in the week before I play this one. All right. Uh, okay, finally, the national championship game. It's uh, LSU against Clemson. Clemson, of course, trying to do the double. There's a little repeat action here. Uh, however, LSU... You know, five-and-a-half-point favorites, uh, Craig, is not nearly as big as I would have thought because when I look at these teams, I do see quite a gap between them. However, 69-and-a-half points, uh, the line opened at minus five, so I guess it's it's widened a little bit and so is the point spread, but do you expect to see more of that? I don't I, – to be honest, this line's been out for, what, a week now. I thought this line was going to be much higher. I thought uh, LSU – I did see some sixes. It all jumped all the way up to six a few times. Um, I didn't see it much higher than that, though. But I expect LSU will get some late steam here because they were so impressive against Oklahoma. Um, and then, you know, also Clemson struggled against Ohio State. They really probably should not have won that game, you know, should have, could have, would have kind of thing. But still, they didn't. They weren't nearly as impressive. Uh, I do think the total has gone up uh, near, near, near two points already. So if you do like the over, I suggest you get on this one because I can see it getting to 70 easily. I even see a, a 70 out there right now, but 69 and a half. Uh, on late Sunday night as we tape this. All right, Craig Trapp, very quickly, about 10 or 15 seconds. We have any specials up on the site today, picksandparlays.net. 
Yeah, uh, first week of uh, you know full week, we've got the yearly passes up. All handicappers nine hundred and ninety nine dollars. That's about four hundred dollars off uh, the regular price. So nine hundred dollars nine ninety nine on yearly passes. All right, Craig Trap, always a pleasure. And of course, you can find Craig at picksandparlays.net. Coming up, Higgy Pop. That's right, new name for the new year. Sean Higgs joins me. We're talking a little bit of everything right after the break. Welcome back, Picks and Parlays, live on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, also streaming live throughout the day on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. I'm your host, Nick Gieber. Thanks for joining us. By the way, every day we put out a ton of free picks on this show. That's Monday through Friday. If you can't get enough free picks, this is the show for you. Join us on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter, hashtag Parlay Radio, if you have trouble finding us. And now let's just get to it, shall we? Let's have a few more free picks. And who else to have them picked by than our second of our three wise men? Uh, this, was it Epiphany Day? Three wise men day? Anyway, number two. Let's bring him. Higgy Pop, Sean Higgs. Ah, Sean, how was the cheesecake over the holidays? Do we have Sean? Made chocolate chip cookies. Oh, we just no cheesecake. No, no cheesecake. Oh my goodness, that no. that my friend <laughs> is grounds for divorce. When are you? When is the divorce coming through? Well, if I don't lose like forty pounds, it's gonna be it's this crazy beard grows in. That's my goal. I gotta lose well thirty nine more pounds, and I'm shaving again. Wear black. Too much cheesecake. No, wear black. Grow a bigger beard. Okay, all right. Uh, let's get to it, uh, Higgy. Um, We've got three games to talk about. We're going to do an NBA, we're going to do a college basketball, and we're going to throw it over and do the, one of the two remaining bowl games left, of course, the national championship being the big one. Oh, let's start, a shall we? A potpourri of action today. Yeah, potpourri of action indeed, a veritable smorgasbord of sports betting. Uh, what are we going to do today? Uh, give me an NBA game. Let's look at Nets Magic. Well, let's do that, Nets shall we? Magic. And let's bring in the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, 16 and 18, 16 and 18 against the spread on a five-game losing streak. That's a bit of a cooler, isn't it? Falling to Toronto, 102-121. They're 7 and 11 straight up and against the spread away from home. They're 6 and 4, heads up with the Magic over the last 10. Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving still out with no return date. Total's gone over in five of the last seven. And for the Magic, uh, they've also got some injuries, by the way. Aminu, Carter-Williams, Isaacs all out. Total's gone under in six of the last seven. And we have Magic, four-point home favorites, and total of 212 and a half. Seems a little, I don't know, that's almost a pick em, isn't it? This was two baskets, I guess, yeah. 212 and a half now. I see, I saw 210 earlier, 210 and a half, and now it's up to 212. Interesting. Well, Interesting. See, I, I, okay. I, I aim well, to interest you, Higgy Pop. Yeah. Yeah, that's good for me because, uh, you know what, I like the under here. Now, we got both teams coming off their losses on Saturday. And granted, we got guys out here, which is why I kind of like the under. Also, I mean, you look at this Magic team, you got two guys averaging more than 14 points a game, and those two guys don't even average 20 a game. Where does this one come from? I mean, they, uh, they just do, there's no urgency to, to move the ball. They can't shoot well. Uh, the Nets are coming off a game where they got out shot. 97 to 67. Terrible. So I kind of like the Nets here to bounce back. 
And I, I actually saw a five or so pop up right here. Maybe line's coming down. Who knows if you got it at a four or so. Maybe the money's moving towards the Nets. I like the Nets not only to cover this number, I like them outright. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game, so 212. Again, it's gotten up two since I saw the number earlier. Um, but I'm still going to go under. 212 and a half. Let's go under and take the Nets, and we'll sprinkle some money line on these guys also. So you're taking Nets to win money line, right? Yeah. I don't yeah, know. I, I, okay. I, I'll by take the way, some points here. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you, okay? When I looked at this, I thought, ah, you know, they got similar records, yeah, kind of, but you know, there's something about um, the Magic's lost four out of the last six. They got beaten by the Jazz, 96 109. Uh, you know, I, I just look at this and I just something about the Nets. I think this team's ready to uh, to get that away win. Well, not only that, I just think the Nets, just as a franchise, they brought in uh, the guy from San Fran, uh, San Fran, San Antonio take over the front office. So I think there's a lot of changes taking place there. You saw last year with them, the scrappy team got to the playoffs or was right there. They're they're just tough. They got a bunch of gritty guys. You know, Ky, not that I'm, they should should or should not sign Kyrie or KD. Um, the KD's worth a flyer, absolutely. Kyrie really, I mean, he got the championship with, with LeBron out there, but he's really been a bad teammate, like a tumor yeah. almost a team. So I think Actually, when he's out, I think the, the, the guys around him, because it's like, it's like the Celtics. you got a bunch of like role player type guys, hungry guys, trying to make a name for themselves to play better without the superstar. And that's what I'm looking for here. I think, listen, I like the Magic. I, you know, I had the Magic uh, last year against when they were in the playoffs against Toronto. Again, though, defensively, always tough defensively, poor shooting team. And I think the Nets are just a little more grittier. That's why I'm going to take them on the money line here. Nice. I like it. I like it a lot. Okay. Nets on the money line and the under, I think, is what we're talking about on this one. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, next up, let's talk a little college basketball, shall we? Uh, West Virginia, Oklahoma State. This is a big 12 matchup. Uh, we got the Mountaineers, 11-2, and 7-6 against the spread. 53-60, uh, to 60, lost to the Kansas Jayhawks, snapped a four-game winning streak. It also kicked off conference play with a loss, which wasn't good for the Mountaineers. Uh, they're 2-2 two and two straight up and against the spread away from home. Total's gone under in all of their last six. Although, again, you know, those are the last six. They've only really had one conference game out of that. Uh, the Oklahoma State Cowboys, 9-4, and 6-7 against the spread. They're 2-6 and six in the last eight, losing to Texas Tech. 50 to 85. Also losing their first conference game. Total's gone over in the last five against West Virginia. West Virginians, Virginia is just a one basket favorite, minus two, although on the road, the total of 137. Yeah, and you know what? Listen, West Virginia, nice year. 11 and 2. Granted, you're, you're coming off a loss to Kansas, but let's be honest, them, Michigan State, probably Duke, you're kind of separating themselves as. The top probably three teams, maybe throw Gonzaga into that mix, top four teams in the country. So I'm not worried about a tough loss there. Again, they actually covered. Again, last year, 4-14 four and 14 with Huggy Bear, West Virginia, in, in Big 12 play, looking to improve on that. I think they're a lot better than that. And here we go. They've already beaten Ohio State. Uh, I look at this Oklahoma State team. What have you done? You lost by 30 or 30, 35, 85 35, to 50. They lose. Yeah. You know, they lost to Minnesota, Wichita State, Georgetown. Their, their best wins uh, against Syracuse, who's a middling-type squad. So I kind of, you know, early in the year, kind of look into the trends when it comes to conference play. I know people aren't high on that, but teams that see each other, too, and with tournaments three times a year, you get a little bit of, 
I know what you're going to do kind of next. Revenge last year, Okie State, 285 to 77, identical wins over West Virginia. So I don't know. I think the line tells you West Virginia favored on the road here. Even a short number, yeah, that's where I'm small. leaning. West Virginia, back for the double revenge. Again, no, I just no, think it's no a really shame in losing to K-State. I just yeah, it is a, really a small, small number, number, but but that's, I think, kind of based on a record. You see 11-2. and two, Yeah. You know, so I think that's why it's kind of like basically. But, that, but look, I mean, Big 12 you're talking is one, a tough it's conference. A, it's, I mean, come on, Hagen. Oh, yeah. Well, listen, you got Kansas is always good. Uh, Texas Tech's not a bad team. Yeah. Uh, Baylor is always throws out a solid team. You know, K-State's They're a tough team. To, I mean, if I'm not mistaken, solid Baylor, teams. Baylor right now is close to unbeaten also. Yeah, but again, you got to take January records with a grain of salt. You get some of these teams are making their first trips out of their own state now. You know, I mean, they, they sit home and bring in all the the pay games, the, the Boosies records. I remember right. like St. John's one year was like 18-0 coming into Big East play. I'm like, oh, these guys are great. And they win like two games because, all right, you're playing bad teams to, to pad records. But I don't know. Give me West Virginia here. It's basically a pick them double revenge spot. I'm not high in Okie State. Give me Huggy Bear to get it done here. He's gonna he's gonna want some payback. All here. right, let's give it to Antonio Fargus then. Huggy Bear, of course, the actor that played Huggy Bear in the original Starsky and Hutch. All right, Louisiana Lafayette versus Miami of Ohio for the very, very well well known Lending Tree Bowl. Um, the Raging Cajuns, ten and three, nine and four against the spread. Wake up, Higgy. Uh, the team is all about uh, offense. I mean, <laughs> Sun Belt and Mac action. Yeah, I know. The eighth in the NCAA. Quarterback Levi Lewis, 24 TDs, only four interceptions. They actually lost twice to the same opponent, by the way. That was Appalachian yeah. State. So it really should only count as one loss, but twice. Uh, <laughs> two and one straight up. Three and oh against the spread at neutral sites. Total's gone over in six of the last eight. And look, Miami of Ohio, the Red Hawks, they're just bad. This team, they're eight and five. This team specializes in defense. Their quarterback is a rookie, Brett Gabbert, threw for only 11 yeah. touchdowns and eight interceptions. Just not great. Under is 5-1 of the last six, and that's why 14-point favorites are our raging Cajuns uh, with a total of 55.5. Let's go. Yeah, you mentioned he goes 11-8 TD ratio to interceptions, and he's the MAC freshman player of the year. Yeah. That's all you need to know about the Mac. <laughs> you, you wonder why I'm yawning. We got Sunbelt and Mac action here. This is the second to last college football game we get to, to bet on. This is what we get. A 14-point conference underdog. Um, listen, UL, should they roll over these guys by 20? Probably. You mentioned the quarterback, 24-4 touchdowns, interceptions, three running backs over with basically 800 yards apiece rushing, uh, close to six yards of carry. They're pretty tough. Nine to four against the number on the year. The negatives for Miami, Ohio, eight and five, out yarded on the year uh, by 75 yards a game, outscored by three and a half points a game. Freshman quarterback in a bowl game versus basically a Hall of Famer on the other side, putting up the numbers compared to what he did. But you know what? I kind of like the dog here. It's a MAC team, no respect. I mean, they could, the numbers are the numbers, but. You still won your conference, and you're getting 14 from another smaller mid-major. I like Sunbelt teams. I like them as dogs. I don't like them laying double digits. So I'm going to actually lean here on the ugly back team. I'll, I don't mind ugly. I mean, look at the facial hair. I, I'm ugly every day, so I get it. I'll get 14 points, and I'm going to actually look at the over because I think we're going to see uh, we'll see some trickery. We know Miami, Ohio's got a 
pull some stuff out of their butts to All put right. some points on the board. So let's go doggy and over to 54 and a half. Okay, woof, woof and over. We got it. All right. Uh, Higgy, pop. Sean Higgs, always a pleasure. You can find Sean on the website, picksandparlays.net. Uh, we've got a run along coming on. Coming up next, NBA Monday with Tony L. T. Gray Tellers. See you, Sean. Take it easy. Welcome back to Picks and Parlays, live on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. Also, streaming live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. We're with you each and every weekday from 5, excuse me, 4 p.m. Eastern Time. One day I will get that right. Um, I, I'm old, and I haven't taken my ginkgo biloba. So my memory retention, what did I just say? I forget. Anyway, all right, well, look, we promised you three wise men. We've had two of the three. Let's bring in the next one. Some say the wisest of them all. Comandante El Tigre, Tony Tellers. Uh, Tony, welcome to the show. Hey, Nick, uh, great to be here. Uh, you mean you don't, you don't put any, you might, you might want to try putting some blueberries in your oatmeal in the morning. That'll help your memory a little bit. Oh, uh, yeah, I could. Uh, but what did you just say? Okay, never mind. All right, well, look. <laughs> we promised some NBA action. Now, I know you and I had prepared a number of games for today because, of course, we put a lot of work into this show. I know it doesn't seem like it when you watch me, but we really do. Um, but we had a bunch of them come up without lines. So we've, uh, we've shifted and moved. We've given you some different games. But let's start with some of the ones that we know for sure we have. Let's start with Thunder at Sixers, Oklahoma uh, 20 and 15 23 and 12 against the spread. They're on a five-game winning streak right now, capped off with a 121-106 win over the Cavs. They're eight and nine straight up, 12 and 15 against the spread away. Now, Nerton's Noel, Nerland's Noel, excuse me, is a doubt. Uh, they're nine and one straight up against the Sixers, which is a fascinating number, actually, because the Sixers, not too shabby of a team this season. We're going to get quite the clash here. Total's gone under in five of the last six, and the Sixers although they're on a bit of a cooler right now, a four-game losing streak. In fact, they're only 3-7 and seven since the middle of December, December 15th, my son's birthday, my youngest son, that is. Uh, obviously, was bad news for the Sixers. They're coming off a 108-111 loss to the Rockets. They are, however, 16-2 and 7-11-1 against the spread at home. Ennis likely out. They've gone over eight in the last 12. Preamble is over. Sixers, seven-point favorites. Total, 214. El Tigre. Let's see. How do you like this one? It's a clash of some decent teams. Yeah, it is a clash of some decent teams. But I'm going to go with current form here. I'm going to go ahead and take the Thunder plus the yeah. six and a half. You know, they played well winning nine of their past ten. You know, they got the job done at Cleveland winning by winning 121-106 on Saturday. But, you know, this Thunder on a good run, they did beat some quality teams like the Raptors, Mavericks, and Clippers. Their defense has been very good past five games, holding teams to 41% shooting. As you mentioned, the Philadelphia returning home after losing all four on their road trip. So first home game off a road trip for the 76ers. Uh, and their troubles have just been on the defensive end of the court. You know, in their first meeting, they met already this season. OKC wins at home 127-119, shooting 54%. Thunder have covered five straight overall, 12 of 17 on the road. So they've, they've performed well on the road in this underdog role. I'm going to take the points here, Nick. OKC plus six and a half. Okay, see, plus six and a half. And Tony, I think that's, um, uh, that's actually a, a, a really good pick because 
I'm with you on form. I'm not sure what's happening to the Sixers. I mean, they went, if I'm not mistaken, I know they're on a four-game losing streak now. But, I mean, that's coming off on the back of, I want to say it was a four- or five-game win streak right behind that. I mean, what happened to turn it around so radically? Yeah, they play some quality teams in there, as you mentioned, with Houston in there. And, uh, you know, it's just, again, it's just the fact that the team does not defend as well on the road. And that's, that is going to be the problem with them. And, and we'll see what happens in the playoffs. And I don't like these teams. And we've seen this a lot with some of these teams that so-called, quote-unquote, are the favorites, one of the favorites to come out. They get lazy on the road. They don't defend. And they think, well, once the playoffs start, it'll be a different picture. It doesn't always happen. Uh, that's why I like the Boston Celtics so much, why the Raptors yeah. came out there out of the East, because they were consistently good home and away. They don't have these lapses on defense like the 76ers had. And again, how can, how can the Indiana Pacers without Oladipo, you know, record-wise, be on par here with, with the Philadelphia 76ers? It's beyond it, – it, 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 it doesn't make sense to me. And again, it's, it's, it's defense. And, I, and I'm with you, Tony, because you know what makes no sense to me when you look at this team? They're on a four-game losing streak, okay? They're 3-7 and seven since December the 15th. But you look at their home record, as I mentioned, they're 16-2 and two at home. And they're 7-11-1 against the spread at home. But you're right. As soon as they, uh, as soon as they leave Philly, those great cheesesteak sandwiches, they just don't know what they're going to do. And they cannot play on the road. This game, however, at home. So, okay, we'll go with it, though. Next up. Yeah, I'll take it. Go ahead, Tony. No, I'm going to go ahead and take the Thunder because I like their form a little better right now. Yeah. Uh, and, and they cover on the road. 12, 12 of 17 covers on the road for OKC. I'm with you. Uh, all right, next up, Bucks at Spurs. The Milwaukee Bucks, 23 and 5, 21 and 16 against the spread. They're all, to speak of winning, winning streaks, uh, I mean, the Bucks, you know, when you've only lost five games out of, what, 37? You're pretty much always on a winning streak at this point. Uh, but they last win was a 127 118 win over the Spurs. They're 14 and 3 straight up, 10 and 7 against the spread away from home. That's the opposite issue with the 76ers right here. They lead the league in scoring, field goal percentage, and rebounds. They're 5 and 5 heads up, though, in the last 10 versus the Spurs, under in 6 of the last 9. And the Spurs, uh, they're 5 and 5 coming off that loss to the Bucks. Because remember, the last team these guys both played was each other. Uh, they're 10 and 9 straight up, 5 and 14 against the spread at home. Uh, DeJounte Murray, and if I'm not pronouncing that correctly, uh, the Murray family will no doubt send me hate mail, uh, is probably not going to play. And he's not playing, so he's got time to send me hate mail. Uh, the total's gone over in six of the last eight. Uh, the Bucks, seven and a half point favorites against the Spurs on the road, total 229 and a half. And I have to tell you, I actually think that's low. I'm with you there, Nick. I'm going to go over the total of 229 and a half within this in this one. You know, these teams just combined for 245 points when they met on Saturday night. And the Spurs, well, they played the over in six of their past eight. And one thing about the San Antonio Spurs, they come off to a bad start, but they have shown improvement shooting the basketball as in their past five games hitting 47%, 40% from three. They're going to be home, so they shoot better at home. So I like that even better. And the reason why the Spurs sit at 14 and 20 this season has been, again, their lack of defense. We look over their past five games, allowing 46% shooting, but 38% from three. And, of course, the Bucks, you know, their offense doesn't drop off much on the road, scoring one less point. They're averaging 119 points a game, shooting over, over 48% on the road. Head-to-head, the teams that played the over in four straight. I'm with you there, Nick. Let's go over 229.5 with the Bucks and the San Antonio Spurs. All right, very nice. Next up, let's do a little Indiana at Charlotte Hornets. Tony T., where are we going on this one? 
Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and take an underdog home dog here with Charlotte plus five. You know, Charlotte returns home after road wins at Cleveland and then at Dallas. And they shot the basketball well. You know, the Hornets, they do a better job of shooting the basketball on their home court. And from three, they're hitting 39%, uh, but I should say 37%. But Indiana, they've lost four of their past five. Uh, they lose 116-111 to one of the worst teams in the league in Atlanta on Saturday. And it's now four straight defeats on the road for the Pacers. Uh, you know, in their past five games, it's, again, it's defense. They're allowing 47% yeah. shooting. Hornets did defeat the Pacers at home in their first meeting, 122-120, and they had a good shooting performance, did, did, did the Hornets. I'm going to take the home dog here, Nick, with Charlotte at plus the five. Didn't the Pacers get off to a decent start, if I, if I remember correctly? Oh, they, they really did, and they played very well. And, of course, they're waiting for Victor Oladipo, and everyone's talking about, oh, once Oladipo comes back, the team will get improved. But they went here on a down spell here. Yeah. Of course, uh, that probably their lowest point of the season here, losing to, to Atlanta, and Atlanta is just a bad team. And, uh, yeah, again, four straight on the road they've lost. And uh, Hornets uh, shoot a little better at home. You're getting five. I think that's a good number to take with Charlotte. If you lose to Atlanta, you should have to refund your fans at least two games worth of tickets uh, to make up for the trauma. <laughs> Oh, yes. I mean, Atlanta plays absolutely no defense whatsoever. And again, it's just effort getting in the hoop. That's all it is. <laughs> all right. Uh, one more game. Uh, let's get to it, shall we? Uh, the Jazz. Uh, who are they playing? They're playing the New Orleans Pelicans. The Pelicans. And uh, we have the, the Pelicans from New Orleans, and we have the Jazz here favorite, too. And I'm going to go ahead and take them as a road favorite, too. I'm really impressed how the Jazz have played. As the team has won five straight, nine of their past 10 after a 109-96 win at Orlando. And they do have a recent road win at the Clippers, crushing them 120-107. to uh, The Jazz, well, they've covered seven straight, five straight on the road. And their form is excellent right now. Past five games hitting 50%, 41% from three. And they're defending, holding teams to 41% shooting. Now, the Pelicans' recent form, they've, they've shown improvement. But their form is not as good on both ends of the court. You know, they are not defending three-point shot well at 38% opponents hitting against them. And, of course, when you look at overall defensive history ratings, New Orleans a lower third team there defensively. And then you look at Utah, they sit amongst the league's best uh, in, in defensive history. But Pelicans just 6-11 straight up at home, failing to cover 10 of 17. Jazz have won and covered four straight in New Orleans, so there's not too much parting going around there with that Utah team. So I'm going to go ahead and take Utah with a short number, minus two. All right, Utah minus two. You got any other games, or is that going to wrap up NBA for us? I'm, I'm kind of looking here at Orlando here, minus five against uh, Brooklyn. I'm kind of butting heads with you guys on this one. I just oh, don't like nice. the Nets form. They're only short. They're only short shooting 40% over their past five games, and uh, I, Orlando shoots the ball better at home. And, uh, again, I don't like that loss to that injury-depleted team that the Nets had losing to Toronto. Well, I mean, the Magic are 11-8 and eight straight up at home, which is, you know, a decent record, I guess. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I, I can see. I mean, look, Higgy, uh, Higgy went the other way with the, with the Nets with the uh, money line, on the money line for the upset. Yeah, they did. And, of course, those other games without lines we talked about here was the, was the, the, Warriors, uh, the Warriors game uh, with uh, Sacramento, just cluster injuries on both sides. Yeah. Chicago and uh, Mavericks, cluster injuries on both sides. Porzingis downgraded, doubtful, Hardaway out. And, of course, marking in out here for Chicago. Just too many cluster injuries on, in both of those games yeah. really to look at. And, and let me tell you this. What, what do you get if you take away Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, D'Angelo Russell, and then throw in Kevin Loney? You know what you get? You get a 9-28 and 28 record. <laughs> That's well, what you on, get. Well, on the pod side, you get, a you get a nice lottery pick. 
<laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, you do. Uh, Tony, uh, anything else uh, you have on your mind that you want to share with us? We've got about a minute. Well, all right. Well, you know, I've got over at uh, Picks and Parlays that I have the lending tree. Uh, but hopefully you won't need to use Lending Tree. Hopefully we'll yeah. get you some money there. To, so we'll have to All get right. that payday loan, right? You, you don't want that, right? All right. Well, we, on that one, we have uh, Louisiana Lafayette, 14-point uh, favorites, total 55 and a half against a Miami, Ohio team where the quarterback has uh, thrown almost as many interceptions as he has touchdowns. So which way are you going on this one, Tony? Yeah, I'm going to look in here at over the total because Gabbard has, uh, I, I like Louisiana's offense. Most importantly, I like the weather in Mobile, Alabama. Whenever you see this bowl game, you always got to worry about the weather. But you know what? We're going to be in the mid-50s without wind. I think that favors the offense. And be careful. Get it early because once they see the weather, I think that number is going to go up tomorrow. Okay, so now's a good time to jump in and uh, pick this one up. Uh, 55 and a half. You're saying take the over on this. And, uh, you know, I, I, sometimes, Tony... I mean, it's it's one bowl. It's almost one bowl too many, isn't it? It is, but you know what? We're betters here, and we like to get we like to get in on the action. If we see an edge, we'll find it. Uh, who is it? Alex Smart, Smarty Pants said, "If it, if 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 it moves, I hit it or something like that." He had a funny yeah. line about that. He did indeed. <laughs> By the way, Smarty Pants, one of our thirty-five expert handicappers, not one of the three wise men chosen today, but a wise man nevertheless. As you are, Commandante El Tigre, always a pleasure. Tony T. Tony, tell us you can find him at picksandparlays.net, uh, as you can all of our star handicappers. All right, in case you missed any of our free picks, I want to do my very best to recap them all right now, right after the break. I'm going to step aside and be right back with more here at picksandparlays.net. Well, I hope you enjoyed the show here. Picks and Parlays on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network also streaming live throughout the day at YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. This Monday, January the 6th, the Three Wise Men Day. We did indeed have three wise men. Uh, myself, myself, and myself. Okay, that's not who we had on. We had uh, Craig, Craig Trapp, Tony Tellers, and Sean Higgs giving you some of the best picks we can find for you, free of charge, just to thank you for listening to this show. But if in case you missed them, don't worry, my friends. We shall recap them for you right now, so let's do it. Uh, Craig spoke about opening lines, so you can listen to that segment. There weren't any picks, so to speak, there. But Sean Higgs certainly had some picks. What did Higgy Pop have for us? There we go. Nets at Magic. Take the Nets at plus five and under 210 and a half, and then... In college basketball, we did a little West Virginia at Oklahoma State, that Big 12 matchup. Take West Virginia minus two. And finally, the Lending Tree Alabama Bowl. Take Miami, Ohio plus 14. And I might add, Tony T just told you to take the over on that one. That's 55 and a half. I throw that in. And speaking of Tony T, his picks as follows. NBA Monday with Commandante LT Gray. Thunders at sixes, take the Thunder plus six and a half. Bucks at Spurs, take the over the total of 229 and a half. And Pacers at Hornets, take the Hornets plus five. And lastly, Jazz at Pelicans, take the Jazz. Way favorites, two points, minus two. And you can find them all at picksandparlays.net. And of course, you can find us here live every day, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific. And also live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. Join in, hashtag Parley Radio. Until then, folks, it's been an absolute pleasure. I'll speak to you tomorrow. And remember, bet, win, 
Repeat. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.